2020 is the Chinese year of the rat, which is funny because we've just spent the last year in the fucking bin. We've had to begrudgingly make that bin our home for quite some time, haven't we? Had to get comfortable with it. Started fashioning furniture out of delivery containers and a series of floor-standing lamps from empty gin bottles of delicious shame and tears. All for your new Etsy business. Something positive that you started to end the monotony and blurring of one day into the next, forcing you to fend off insanity by juggling toilet roll to signify midweek, or marking the start of the weekend by masturbating with a greedy claw full of hand sanitizer. What a rush! We've all been trapped in the bin, peering outward for months like it's flippin' Toy Story, with these glassy, dead eyes reflecting back the misshapen silhouettes of passing delivery drivers, their backs fucked from all the home gym equipment people have been ordering online, spines straight out of Ren and Stimpy, right-angled vertebrae like you're playing Snake on a Nokia 3310 circa 2001. So what have we been able to do in this bin of ours? Well, the same thing as we did before we entered the bin. Long for Elon Musk to solve the world's problems on our behalf, but he's too busy braining pigs right now, unfortunately. And Jeff Bezos can't be called upon for aid. He seems to be concentrating on hand-picking staff from his Amazon warehouse production line pool to jet them into space on his new rocket. Not for their delight or humanity's gain, as no return trip or destination for the rocket is planned. It's all just so Bezos can livestream the terror in their eyes onto his VR headset to make his morning bowl of scroggin extra special for his birthday. Don't worry, these workers won't be missed by Bezos. They've already been replaced with automation and it's a smooth conveyor belt transition from human to cyborg. It's just that cyborgs are not as fun to launch into space. A. They're heavier and therefore more expensive to launch. And B. A computer-generated scream hits different. Not as satisfying on the ears of JB. JB doesn't like it. JB likes human screams and dodging tax. So we can count out Elon and Bezos stepping in to save the day. We'll just need to go old school and take it upon ourselves, roll our sleeves up and collectively exit this little episode in human history with an optimism for the future, as hard as that is. Because the alternative will be far worse. The alternative will be like sculling a pint of urine. And not a healthy human's urine either, a pint of dehydrated wombat's piss. Skillfully aimed into the pint glass by Australian sweetheart, Bindi Irwin. And while we're here, on a side note, we may as well raise a glass. Not the piss glass, an alternate glass. In fact, let's just avoid disaster altogether and crack open a fresh can and say cheers. To wish Bindi Irwin congratulations on getting married. Slanjava! Not that we really need to be boozing any more than we currently are. Most evenings are like a reenactment of Oliver Reed walking out onto a talk show. It's like a fight to the death when you wake up between a Covid hibernation hangover and the hangover of a traditional pisshead. Like two exhausted stags, their antlers interlocked in sloppy battle, vying for position to be the victor and sole administer of the mallet, bouncing a depressed dent into your melon. Your brain chemistry, simply left resembling a flipped over buffet table as you start your day off right, right in the fucking bin. 
But back to the optimism for the future. It's time for us to kick the lid off this bin we've been trapped in with our crusty, discoloured hoof, methodically clamber out and emerge into the sunlight, airing out our damp gizzards to tackle life with solidarity in a COVID-normal community and a COVID-normal world. The term COVID-normal world could be politicians using soft language. It's not alarming at all. It's just notifying us that while we've been locked up in our bins, the animal kingdom have reclaimed territory across the globe. Wild animals, snarling teeth, tusks and poison aplenty, they're back and they're encroaching. And they want revenge. So if you didn't catch Tiger King on Netflix, you are not prepared to roam the streets safely anymore. The abandoned streets are like Jurassic Park. You're going to lose a hand reaching for broccoli at the farmer's market. You're going to get chased through Kmart by a mega horde of bin chickens. And you could even end up in a toothless marriage next to a goat. In reality, this COVID normality is going to be an ever-evolving state of affairs, isn't it? It'll start with eating outdoors, a big plastic screen in between sets of diners. But as the stages of restrictions loosen, Soon enough, we'll be high-fiving acquaintances through the generously-sized glory holes cut out of these screens, and deep-kissing strangers, protected by a line of tongue condoms endorsed by the chief health officer. As long as we don't choke ourselves to an inflated purple mess by an over-lubricated tongue condom engulfing our esophagus, and with concerted effort, there is the potential to come out of this whole swirling typhoon with fragments of positivity that we can build upon to create a more positive future. An appreciation for what we previously took for granted and thankful for those who are contributing to the healing of society in whatever medium they choose or specialise in. They could be a hospital worker. They could be delivering food parcels to the elderly. They could be putting a teddy bear up in their window. They could be vomiting into a paper cup to launch at an anti-masker being thrown out of a supermarket. Every little helps. I'm sure you have encountered glimpses of positive vibes out there already, in spite of everything. I know I have. Just a little thing gave me some real optimism. A stranger in the car in front of me anonymously paid for my coffees at the drive through bean squeeze. What a nice-ass thing to do during a crisis, to have that forethought. And being gifted something is always much more special than getting something for free. So let's do another cheers. To the mysterious donator, this rogue of charity and charm, over-serving communities, surfing the tarmac spreading cheer throughout, cleansing the anxiousness and fatalism from the streets, one latte at a time. They transformed my entire day with that one simple gesture, and more. So much so, I had to share it. What an impact from buying one guy a couple of coffees. And two slices of banana bread, which they may not have been anticipating. Which they may not have allocated said funds for. Which would have been a dagger in the heart in all probability, that extra cost. Saint or no saint. But I'd place my order before I knew about this whole caper. Anyway, they're out there, spreading the love one latte at a time. And, of course, I paid it forward. I Haley Joel Osmond did some other random, and it felt great. It restored balance to Gaia. For every $5,000 fine handed out to some COVID law-breaking beaked cock tosser, a latte is purchased for a random journeyman 
on his or her way about their biz. Oofed, $5,000 fines. Just imagine getting fined five grand by the cops for breaking COVID rules at a checkpoint or something. That's punch your own dick time, isn't it? That's sitting in the driver's seat, pulled over in the emergency lane, in tears, clenched fist, repeatedly pounding your own genitals until you can't feel your own neck. That's just... Oh, that's just turning the radio up, dousing yourself in lighter fluid and giving the police officer writing the ticket a thumbs up as you light a match. Five grand, mate. I think there's a price point that gets through to 99% of nutters. You could be dishing out $200 fines left and right and nutters would be oblivious. But that five grand price point is bilingual. It hits even a nutter's frequency. The ears prick up and they take notice, but some still ignore. But how do you identify a nutter, I hear you cry? Well, they come in all shapes and sizes. But more often than not, they first spill their bile, whatever their rant is. Don't wear a mask. Natural bleach helps kids. Sawdust prevents pregnancy. Then they fill the inevitable post-rant silence by hitting you with an extra fact not connected to any topic that's been discussed during the conversation up until this point. Like, I haven't washed my hands with soap for 19 years. I only read unredacted files and hate speech. Lifestyle blogs are the key. No context to this vital update, but I'm sure they're fully across the epidemiology. They've watched a video of a guy with letters after his name in a room saying stuff. There was a graph and sincerity in their voice. What more do you need? I really don't understand the issue with the temporary measure of wearing a mask. Nail technicians are this very moment throwing their hands up in the air like, what's the fucking problem here? Wear a mask. We've been rolling with face masks for 13 hours a day since the dawn of the profession. Nail technicians have got a crisis of conscience right now because they're loving all these new mask options out there. Fashionable options. They don't want COVID to end. The thing is, you don't have to sit at home on the sofa in a mask. Just when you leave the house. It's not like you're being asked to only leave the house on ice skates. You're not being asked to wear crotchless strides and a ball gag to the post office. No one's asking you to slip your head in Darth Vader's helmet. In fact, it's kind of like asking you to wear a scarf. I had a scarf on for at least four months of the year growing up in Scotland. Wearing a mask should be no problem in cold countries. Half your face is shielded from the sleet and hail with a two-inch thick woolen scarf anyway. Also, people in super hot dry countries that have deserts also cover their face because the sun's so fierce. Then there's folk that cover their face a good whack of the day for religious reasons. So, I don't understand the argument against wearing a mask other than it's a bit shit. And it is a bit shit, but at least you can now experience the pleasure of returning home, stepping through the door and feeling the glory of removing the face mask, which is the cross-gender equivalent of removing a bra. Oh, the pleasure. It's like emerging from the oceanic depths after getting dumped by a wave, that sudden gasp of fresh unrestricted air whisking through every orifice exposed to the sky. But I've noticed something else. 
Am I alone in that it makes me want to take up smoking again? As soon as I take the mask off, those first two deep breaths are delightful. But then, I kind of want a menthol, you know? Just a light little lung filler. Stretch the lungs out, you know? Just mint them up. The hope is that we can soon view this outbreak in the rear view mirror like a cloud of smoke from Snoop Dogg's caddy. And hasn't the year 2020 flown by? It seems a lifetime ago that people living alone, grinding out the first lockdown, got the additional kick to the groin of finding out that the hotel quarantine security guards were shagging guests left and right. No returning Aussie beginning their two weeks of hotel room isolation expected a dick getting slung through the keyhole. No one's on high alert for hard-ons in the lobby, everybody's thinking about corona. Sure, on day one, you're researching banana bread and lining up Netflix series. But when you eventually plummet mentally, warped by the disastrous 24-7 COVID news cycle, before you know it, you're trading handy jays for a Big Mac and a litre of Smirnoff. What a life. Bring on the hazy, unrestricted social interactions, the loving embraces and abundance of the penetrative acts we all know and love for everyone when it's safe for us to do so. We'll get there eventually with a renewed sense of wonderment, appreciation and hope for a better future together. Oh, and one last thing, something that flew under the radar during this pandemic is you can now purchase White Claw hard seltzer in Australia. So I look forward to seeing you all, white girl wasted, out in the community soon. Cheers.